26 and verse number 1. Proverbs 26 and verse number 1. As snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemingly for a fool. Father, I pray you'll bless the reading of thy word. Thank you for what you've done this morning. Thank you for all the singing. Thank you for the testifying. Thank you for the Sunday school hour. God, thank you for our teachers and thank you for our students and thank you for our families and those that come on a regular basis to Sunday school. And I pray for those that don't this morning. They might start next Sunday. But we thank you for a place to come and hear the word of God. Lord, we ask you now to bless the reading of thy word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I want you to notice the phrase uh, that's in our text this morning uh, because it is the title for my sermon. The Bible says, As Snow in Summer. I want to preach this morning on summer snow. Solomon, in this text, he gives two illustrations that leads us to a pointed principle or a pointed instruction in verse number one that is going to catapult what he's going to say in the next 11 verses that follows verse number one. He says here, as snow in summer, there's your first illustration, and as rain in harvest, there's your second illustration, so honor is not seemingly for a fool. There's your principle this morning. He talks talks about the snow. He talks about the summer. He talks about the showers, the rain, the season in harvest. But he delivers a sermon here in verse number one that really the next 11 verses is going to emphasize as to why Solomon says that. I think it's important. The sermon here is so honor is not seemingly for a fool. Now he has a lot to say about the fool in verses one through 12. In fact, the word fool is mentioned in every single verse except verse number two. And so he's emphasizing the fool. But he uses this illustration talking about summer snow. As snow in summer, he's talking about this in relationship to honoring a fool this morning. And I want to use that this morning because uh, he's going to talk about uh, how that it's not fitting, amen, as snow in summer. You say, preacher, what is summer snow? Well, when you think about summer snow this morning, it's not impossible, amen. I mean, if you was to look it up on the internet, if you was to read about it, it does happen. There are rare places that in the summertime, in higher elevation that that snow does fall as snow in summer. It's not impossible, but it also is not ideal. No one is looking for snow in summer. I don't think you got up this morning and looked outside to see if we got three inches of snow. Amen. I don't think, listen, you got your coats out hanging ready. Uh, listen, you ain't got your gloves hanging ready. I mean, we don't do that much in the wintertime around here anymore anyway. Uh, but I'm telling you, listen, when we think about this in this text here, uh, it's not ideal uh, that we would see summer snow. And then summer snow's not inviting. Amen? I mean, when you think about the summer snow, it's not impossible. It's not ideal. But it's also not inviting. I mean, we don't want snow in the summer. Now, and there's been a few days uh, here lately uh, when it's been so hot outside, you'd think, man, I sure wish I could have some snow right now and some cool weather. But we really don't want snow in the summer. Uh, listen, if you plant a garden, I promise you, you 
you don't want snow in the summer. If you got flowers on the outside, you don't want snow in the summer. That snow will take and wilt and kill those flowers. Uh, what are you saying? I'm saying it's not inviting. Amen. You're not dressed and I'm not dressed for the summertime. What's all that got to do with the honor of a fool? Well, it's not impossible for people to honor a fool. They're just like it's not impossible for summer snow. There's a lot of people that honors fools in this society. Amen. And then it's not ideal to honor a fool. I mean, no one is looking for a fool to get honored, but it happens, doesn't it? And then it's not inviting. Amen. There's nothing good that can come is what Solomon is saying about honoring a fool. It's just like summer snow. And I would say this morning that when we think about that, we don't honor fools. We don't praise fools this morning. And what is a fool today? I would say a fool is someone according to the Bible that will not uh, that will not adhere to the truth. Amen. I mean, it's a fool is somebody that despises the truth. It's not someone that is simple-minded. It's not someone that's uneducated. It's not someone who is ignorant. It's not someone this morning, uh, uh, listen, who is handicapped. A fool is not even someone uh, uh, that just clowns around, uh, uh, but a fool is someone that does not listen to the truth. Uh, uh, they reject what is being said, and they take it a step further than rejecting the truth. Uh, they not only reject it, but they despise the truth this morning. Solomon tells us three times in verse number one. He says it again in verse number eight. He's talking about the honor of a fool. He that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. In verse 10, the great God that formed all things both rewardeth the fool and rewardeth transgression. Listen, Solomon emphasizes a lot of things about a fool, but three times in this text here this morning, he talks about the honor of a fool. And the first thing he says, it's like some or snow. It may not be impossible but it's not inviting. It's not ideal. It's not good that we would honor a fool. Why is that? Why would Solomon make that statement? Well if you look at verse number 3 it's because he talks about the hardness of a fool. He said a whip for the horse a bridle for the ass and a rod for the fool's back. That whip is what makes the horse go fast. That, bridle's what, uh, that bridle is what slows the horse down. And he said a rod for a fool's back. That's all a fool gets. Uh, the Bible said the way of a transgressor is hard. Hear me this morning. If you reject the truth, despise the truth, if you walk away from the truth, uh, the Bible says you're a fool and you're going to live a hard life. Amen. Things are not going to get better when you don't listen to the preaching and the teaching. Uh, things are only going to get worse. Uh, and he talks about the hardness of a fool. And then in verse number four and five, he talks about the head of a fool. I mean, who can get in the head of a fool? He said, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. conceit. Now in one verse, he says, don't answer that fool. In the other verse, he said, answer a fool, lest he be wise. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, don't spend your time arguing with a fool. You're not going to win that argument. Amen? They're unreasonable. They're wise in their own eyes. A, a fool always has something to say. They always got to add to what has been said. They never shut their mouth. They've, they're always talking and never listening. Amen? He said, don't answer that crowd. You're not going to win them and you're not going to win that conversation. But there is a time uh, when you have to stand up and answer them. Amen? There is a time when you have to take a stand. No 
not argue with them. Uh, listen, not fuss with them, amen. Uh, but there's times that you have to tell that fool the truth, amen. And he talks about their head. He talks about the harm of a fool. In verse number six, look what he said. He said, he that sendeth a message by the hand of a fool cutteth off the feet and drinketh damage. Now, what is he saying? He's saying the harm of a fool is uh, that they cannot be trusted, amen. You can't trust people that will not take the word of God and receive it, amen. They may act like they're your best friend. Uh, listen, they may act like they're standing in your corner and on your side, but if they won't take correction, if they won't take counsel, if they won't take constructive criticism, if they're always right and everybody else is wrong, hey, the Bible says they're a fool, amen. And if you send a message, if you tell them something and expect them to keep it and expect them not to tell it, then the Bible says that fool will make a fool out of you, amen. I'm just telling you this morning, there's some people that they shared things with people only to find out they told everybody in the neighborhood, amen. And preachers can be as bad about that as anybody else. The Bible says he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. You see this morning, spiritual people are known, James said, not by what they say, but by what they don't say. Don't be fooled because somebody gets up and says a lot of good things. Don't be fooled because somebody can stand up and give a testimony and everybody feels good about their testimony and you say, well, uh, they must be a pretty good person. Uh, they must be uh, somebody that is, uh, uh, you know, that is right. They must be somebody that, you know, is uh, God must be on them. God must be in them uh, because, you know, uh, uh, listen, I mean, uh, they, God's touched them, amen. Just because they got the gift of gab doesn't mean that they're right, Amen. Kill whatever's in that corner over there. Brother Casey will take it out. Amen. As long as they don't take Jacob out. I've seen you dancing. Amen. But you know what a fool do? A fool make a fool out of you. I'm talking about the harm of a fool. I'm talking about the harmony of a fool. Look at verse number 7. The legs of the lame are not equal. So is a parable in the mouth of fools. Look at verse 9. As thorns goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. I mean, you think about this. What is the harmony of the fool? They speak parables, but here's what they do. They distort the parables. They distort the truth. Uh, hey, a fool will take the Bible and turn it around. The, a fool will take the Bible and say, no, that's not what the book means. This is what the book means. I'm going to tell you what the Bible means. It says what it means and it means what it says. And you listen, I know there's an interpretation and application, but you and I will do well just to take the Bible for where it stands. I think we ought to understand and I know there's commentaries that will help us, but I'm just going to believe the Bible as it is written. Amen. I don't need Dr. Spock. I don't need Dr. So-and-so to tell me, well, that's not correct in the Bible. That's not what that really means. No. I'm going to take the Word of God over man's Word this morning and what I'm saying is uh, that the harmony of a fool is, is that they always distort the truth. And then there's the help of a fool. Look at verse 8. He that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. Now, if you was going to put a stone in a sling this morning, you don't bind a stone in a sling. 
If you tied it in that sling and turned it loose, it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. It's not going to, it's supposed to turn loose of that sling. What is he saying? There's no help in doing that. And so it is when you put your trust in a fool, they're not going to help you. Uh, they're not going to stand in your corner. They're not going to be on your side. Uh, hey, we're headed somewhere this morning. Hey, he's talking about uh, the help of a fool. He talks about the habit of a fool in verse number 11. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. I'm going to tell you, fools always go back to their old habits. Amen. They always go back to what they really are. And those that reject the truth, they may get in church and they may put on the dog for a little while, uh, uh, but they'll return to that vomit. They'll turn back to the filth of the world after a little while. You say, preacher, this so, this person got in church and, and man, they, they sang or they did taught Sunday school or they did this, but now they're out there living it up and living like the devil and, and they're happier out there than they was in here. Uh, look, wonder what the problem is. I'll tell you what the problem is. Uh, uh, they fooled us for a little while. Uh, they wasn't really saved, amen? And friend, friend people may fool us, uh, but you're not gonna fool God, amen? Uh, I'm telling you, truth reveals people and trials reveal people. But if you give people enough time, time reveals some people, amen. Just sit back and watch. And listen, time reveals all of us. The habit of a fool. And then it's strange in verse 12 that he talks about the humility of a fool. See thou a man wise in his own conceit while there's more hope of a fool than of him. A fool don't have a lot of humility, but there's more hope of him being humble than a man that is wise in his own conceit. I would say this morning the reason the Bible says that honoring a fool is like summer snow is because it does not fit, amen? But we got a lot of fools in society this morning, don't we? I mean, we're living in a time when people elevate foolishness and they elevate uh, uh, things that goes against the word of God, if you believe anything in this hour and you stand for anything, uh, uh, the world will turn against you uh, and the world tries to mock us and the world tries to get us to uh, listen to, uh, to, to, to silence us and to shame us uh, uh, for what we believe. Uh, and sad to say, it's even got quiet in a lot of our churches nowadays. Uh, uh, used to, you could preach on certain sins uh, and and people would just shout you on because they believe that and they wanted to stand with you but now we're living in a time in a lot of churches uh, where it's become very quiet quiet, and people are intimidated uh, by this world and what they face through the week uh, to take a stand uh, for what they believe and all the while they're elevating fools. The honor of a fool is like summer snow. I thought about this morning, the cool fool. There's some cool fools out there. I'm talking about your dope heads, your drug heads, your rappers, those who want to tell us about life. And hey, listen, they've got multiple marriages and they're shacked up and, and their life's all apart, but they're a cool fool, you know. Uh, I'm talking about the guy walking down the street with his britches hanging around his kneecaps, uh, don't have enough character to even pull his pants up, amen. I'm talking about the girls with shaved heads and dog tags around their necks uh, and walking with a swag, amen. Uh, I listen all to try and trying to appear with a deep voice and act like they've grown an Adam's apple, amen. 
Amen. They're just the cool fools. Oh, they are. And society elevates them. Now you're coming alive. Amen. I was preaching the Bible. You wasn't saying nothing. I'm just telling you this morning. I'm talking about there's a lot of cool fools. Amen. In this life. I'm talking about the guy who quit school and he goes to live a hippie free life. And you know, he said, man, listen, this is the best life. Young people, don't you be fooled by a fool. Amen. Don't you be fooled. You young ladies be fooled by some young man that comes in and all you see is shoulders and biceps. You better marry more than that. Amen. He might have a tattoo on his arm that says mom, but in 50 years it's going to say wow. Amen. And that ship's going to sink. I promise you. You better marry the content and not the container. Y'all with me? I'm just talking about these lot of cool fools out there that come in the society and they've elevated them. They've made them peers. They've tried to make them role models. Hollywood, sport athletes. I'm talking about don't have enough sense to get out of the rain. Just a bunch of cool fools. And they honor them. They're like summer snow. Then I thought about the courageous fools. We got a lot of them, don't we? Your tree huggers. Amen. Your whale savers. Amen. Your bird rescuers. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those against drilling oil, you know, they're willing to strap themselves to a tree or an oil rig or a ship, you know, and become a martyr for some bird out there. All the while, you know, they're willing to give their life for nature, but they won't say anything about murdering babies, amen. While this country is murdering a million babies a year, they're out there trying to save some whale or some speckled bird, amen, on the western coast somewhere, drying up all the valley, amen man, uh, uh, dumping all the creeks and rivers out into the ocean uh, and letting everything go barren. Uh, you say, what is that? That's nothing more than a courageous fool. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, listen, there is a fight worth fighting. Uh, there is a stand worth taking. taking. Amen. Uh, but we got a lot of courageous fools out there. Uh, they'll live for nothing and they'll die for nothing. Uh, I say, if they're willing to do that, we ought to live for something uh, and we ought to be willing to die for something. Amen. I'm telling you, if they'll strap themselves to a tree uh, because they want to save the forest, uh, we ought to cling to the word of God uh, and we ought to stand up for this book, amen, if they can be vocal, amen, uh, about my friend, uh, the resources, uh, the natural resources of this earth, uh, we ought to be vocal, my friend, about the spiritual resources uh, that flows from heaven's portals this morning, uh, I'm talking about we ought to have more courage than a fool, amen, uh, but to honor that outfit is like summer snow uh, and we're living in a time, young people, you listen to me, uh, there's more to this life uh, than this earthly life uh, than the natural resources of this earth. Uh, I'm telling you my friend we don't need to be so caught up in the earthly uh, that we forget the eternal. Uh, spiritual things is what matters most in life. Uh, don't you be a courageous fool. Amen. Don't give yourself to this world. Give yourself to God. What about the corrupt fools this morning? Perverts that are praised by society. Your sodomites, your drag queens, your transgenders, your cross-dressers, amen, uh, uh, queers that teach our children that a man can be married to a man uh, and a woman can be married to a woman. Hey, that's sick and that's perverted and that's warped uh, and it goes against the word of God this morning. Uh, God said it's an abomination that man should not lie with beasts nor mankind uh, for that is an abomination unto him. Hey, that's what this book says this morning. Uh, but you know what? Uh, they honor that outfit. Uh, 
Uh, listen, they honor that crowd. And if you preach against it, uh, they call it hate speech. Uh, but we plan on preaching against it until the day we die uh, because this generation deserves to know the truth. Uh, they deserve to know that's not right. Uh, that that's way. Can God save a sodomite? Sure he can. But they're going to have to repent of their sin. Uh, they're going to have to acknowledge that it's wrong and that it's wicked uh, and that they need to be born again. Uh, I'm telling you, it's swept into our churches. Who would have ever thought the day uh, when sodomy would have crept in the doors of our churches? I'm talking about our independent, fundamental, uh, Bible-believing churches. Uh, I'm telling you, there's a lot of corrupt fools out there and now they give them jobs at the White House uh, and now they give them jobs uh, on television. Why is that? It's not because of their ability. It's not because of their talent. Uh, they want to honor them uh, so that this younger generation will look up to them. Uh, I'm going to tell you, they're corrupt fools is what they are. It's like summer snow. Then what about congressional fools? So who are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about the ones running this country this morning. Denying God. Denying morality. Integrity. Decency. Liberty. Selling our children and our grandchildren's future out for the almighty dollar, giving up our freedom and our liberties. Uh, there's a lot of congressional fools uh, uh, that they don't care about uh, America. They don't care about, uh, listen, the home. They don't care about the family. They sure don't care about the church. Amen. Somebody ought to preach against that outfit. I'm telling you, if Elijah was here, he'd probably march right up to the White House. Uh, he'd probably march right up, uh, my friend, to the Capitol and he'd call it out by name. Amen. If John the Baptist was here, he didn't do what he did in his day. He would call it out. Amen. But now when you preach against politics, uh, a lot of times people get tight-lipped and, and locked jaw. The reason we're in trouble today is because we had silence too long in our pulpits. Uh, I know that America is on a slippery slope to sin, and I know that she's in trouble, but somebody ought to preach against uh, uh, this corrupt foolishness, uh, this con Congress, uh, congressional foolishness uh, that's going on in our land today. I remember the days of Bill Clinton. Most of you do. And I'm telling you, you didn't go to revival meeting nowhere without somebody hammering it. Amen. I remember the sermon is that Ahab and Jezebel in the White House. Y'all remember that sermon? I listened to it like 50 times growing up. I remember when he committed adultery and lied uh, under oath uh, and preachers uh, across this nation uh, burnt his hide up and called it out and people said amen uh, because they believed uh, in principle and they believed uh, uh, that it was right uh, but we're living in a different time now aren't we? Uh, when we preach on these things sometimes uh, it'll get very very quiet uh, but do you realize that was the saving of our nation uh, when we had men of God that were voices uh, like Lester Roloff uh, uh, that stood strong and stood tall and preached and other great men of God that called it out by name. They cried aloud and they spared not. I say we need to get back to that kind of preaching. Amen. We don't need to honor those that commit adultery. We don't need to honor those, my friend, that commit fornication and drunkenness. I don't care if it's Republican. I don't care if it's Democrat this morning. It's all one big party and it ought to be preached against. It's sin on every level this morning and we ought to not lift them up. We ought to not make heroes out of those that live wicked lives. Amen. It's ungodly. I want you young people to know you need to be pure when you get married. 
I believe we respect the office of those that hold those offices. But I believe we preach against the sin, no matter who it is, no matter what they've done politically, whether it be good or whether it be bad, we still call the sin out this morning. Congressional fools. What about computer fools this morning? (laughs) What about all these people on social media today? I think social media has done more damage in the last several years than probably anything, probably more than television, probably more than a telephone, social media. All those that I'm talking about the the division. It doesn't really matter this morning what people say on social media. It divides the church this morning. I'm talking about all the spiritual Einsteins uh, with their constant comments and and all those that have got political views that that they post publicly that does nothing but create uh, animosity and argument. You say, well, what's the difference in that and getting in a pulpit and preaching? Because we have a mandate to preach the word. Amen. God's men has a mandate to get up and to cry out and to spare not. And you go back and you read the book of Jeremiah. Go back and read the book of Isaiah. Go back and read the book of Ezekiel. Those men men of God preached against the sins of their nation. They preached against the kings when they did wrong. You go back and read the prophets. They went into the king. Look look at what, listen over there, when Asa had revival and Azariah went in unannounced, uninvited, he stood before King Asa and he preached to him and he called the sin of Israel out. Hey, men of God's got a mandate, but there's nothing about getting on a computer and stirring up the devil that's spiritual. I'm telling you this morning, that's why we're in trouble and people praise one another and they build platforms and it's built pride and arrogancy. I mean, you can get a following just about anywhere if you're willing to get out there and do that, but it's not about getting a following. It's about following Jesus Christ. It's about following him and Christ. The Bible said when he went to Calvary, he he went as a lamb before the slaughter, as a sheep before a shears dove, and he opened not his mouth. There's a time to take a stand. And there's a time to be quiet. And probably the most dangerous fool of all is the church going fool. Think about it this morning. The one that's religious but lost the one that's rebellious to the word of God, those that run the church, and I know that's not here, but there's a lot of churches that have been destroyed because of some daddy rabbit treasure. Someone that held on to it till he drove it in the ground and ran preachers off. Some long-tongued Jezebel that stirred up strife behind the scenes. Some arrogant performers that uh, that get on platforms and steal the glory of God and make it about themselves. Some stubborn, stiff-necked member who never says they're sorry, never says they're wrong, never bows their head, never breaks, uh, never humbles themselves. I'm talking about some proud, egotistic uh, individual uh, that, my friend, uh, doesn't matter who they have to connive, no matter who they have to bulldoze over, who they have to hurt uh, to somehow elevate themselves. I'm saying this morning, uh, the church going full, uh, those that hear the truth but say, I don't like that. I despise that. I'm telling you, there's been men of God that it preached. Uh, you say, Brother Gravely, have they hurt your feelings? Sure, they've hurt my feelings. Uh, but can I tell you something? I needed that. I needed it.
I've had preaching break me. But I hadn't made it, had it make me mad. I've had those men of God get right in my face because they were in touch with God and God told them. Boy, I mean, they, they, they read my title clear. And in the midst of that sermon, this is what I knew. God, you're right and I'm wrong. I don't want to be a fool. You think the man of God don't love you? Well, you're a fool this morning. You know, the easiest thing to do today, and really, if you want to know the truth, it's what I'd rather do. Just come in and preach a happy sermon. Let's go home happy. Let's go home and eat some chicken, take a nap, if you need one. Let's come back tonight and let's sing some, let's have some more singing and shout. Let's have another happy sermon. And let's go home. Ain't no preacher worth his salt ever enjoys just hammering and preaching. If you love people, you want to be good to people. Sometimes God will put a preacher in a vein. Listen to me. I don't enjoy these veins. Sometimes he'll put you in a vein where it seems like all you ever, no matter what book you turn to in this Bible, it's just plowing time. You just got to plow, 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 plow. And I'm going to tell you how it is when you're a preacher and you go home. That devil goes home with you. And he talks to you. And he tells you things like this. Well, you boy, you sure let them have it today. Aren't you a good pastor? They got ready. They came to church. And, and boy, you just, you know, you could have at least gave them a little grace. He'll talk to you like that. What a man of God knows is this, and I'm telling you folks, this is where we're living today. You let up in this day and time what we have. I, I don't know if you believe this. I'm sure you do, but maybe, I don't know. There may be somebody you don't believe this. And I'm not an authority, but I have seen this so much in the last two or three years. You let up, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. What we got, she's gone. She's gone, brother. I don't think I'm in a church that's going to let up on dress standards. That's not what I'm talking about. And that would happen too. But I'm telling you, sometimes preaching, Brother Daniel, I just soon be whips that preach some sermons. I never preach a sermon that it don't put me under conviction. The close, I'm fixing to close, but the close of this sermon, I read the end of this sermon. I said, oh, dear God, I don't want to be that. And if any of that's in me, Holy Spirit, show me. I say that to you this morning, not because I'm spiritual, because I want you to know I'm not preaching to you this morning with some arrogant spirit of thinking that, you know, some condescending thing, thinking I'm here and you're there. No, I'm going to tell you, it takes hard preaching nowadays because we're living in hard days. It doesn't mean I think you're hard. It doesn't mean I think you're wicked. It doesn't mean I think that you're out there doing something. No, I'm telling you, we're living in hard days and hard times. Sin isn't less, it's more. Families are having more problems than they've ever had. Do you realize that? I'm talking about good families. 
And it's not because they're out there doing wrong. It's not because they're out there doing bad. It's not because the, the children are all prodigals. It's not because mom and dad isn't doing what they're supposed to. I'm going to tell you why it is. It's because hell has launched an all attack on the home and the church in these last days. And this is what men of God knows. That if you don't pull the hammer back and if you don't set the plow deep and if you don't preach, amen, I'm not preaching this morning to get a bunch of amens. I hope you understand that and I think you do. But I know this much this morning. Just let up a little bit. Just back up a little bit. Just say it's a, it's a little too much over the top. I'm telling you this morning, it'll creep in and bleed in and this thing will be gone one of these days. Be gone. Spread a little gossip. Sow a little discord. Criticize a little bit. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I've seen it in 25 years here. Church will go on. But you won't. Your children won't. Your home won't. This morning, Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 23, 9 says, Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. Proverbs 10 and verse 18, He that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that uttereth a slander is a fool. It is an, it's a foolish thing to slander people. It's an honor, it is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. Fools meddle in other people's business. Proverbs 18, 7, A fool's mouth is in his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Proverbs 14, 16, A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. The cockiness of a fool. Proverbs 17, 28, Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Proverbs 14, 9, fools make a mock at sin. Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 9, Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. I read these verses this morning, and I said, Lord, help me this morning as I preach. Help me not to be a fool. Help me to not make foolish decisions. Lord, help me this morning to stay in the place, help us to stay in the place that if the Holy Spirit deals with us, that we would be so sensitive to hear His voice, to listen. This morning, I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you and I thank God for you. Everybody in this church, I thank God for everybody that's here this morning. But the burden of my heart today is, is that I still want there to be a place 10 years from now. If Jesus hadn't come 15 years from now, whether we ever build that building or not, and I believe we will, but that building don't matter to me this morning. I want you to understand that. I think we'll take care of the house of God. It should always look its best. But these facilities, they don't matter this morning. I'll tell you what matters. 
is that husband and wife sitting in the pew. Those children. A church, a place to go to. Brother Mike, you've been here all these years. What matters to me is that you've been here as long as I've been here. What matters to me is that y'all stay here another 25 years. And that your children. What matters to me, Brother Caleb, is that one day when you have children, they grow up and, and they sit down here. What matters to me, Hayden, is that you stay where you need to be at with God and that you marry well and that you serve God all the days of your life. That's what matters this morning. It matters more than anything. What matters is that we never come to church and play church and we get through a service, but that we always meet with God. What matters is that we all, including your pastor, we get as low as we can this morning so God can you. What matters is that there's some of you, I'm so burdened for some of you this morning. Because I'm not the Holy Spirit, but I'll tell you, a man of God can look at people sometimes and tell by their countenance the Holy Spirit will put it on him and say, he's in trouble, she's in trouble. No, nobody hadn't said a word to me, but I'm burdened for you this morning. I, I just want you to go forward with God. I mean that. I just want you to, I don't want you to back up. I don't want you to drift. I don't want you to be out of this church four or five months from now or a year or two from now. I don't want you to get away from God. I want you to stay right because we need you and you need us and the Lord needs all of us working. Is that right this morning as we stand? Lord, I pray I've not been too personal, but God, I pray this morning if there's any business that needs to be done on this altar, help us this morning. I don't know who needs to come. I don't know what the burdens is this morning, what the needs are, but oh God, Lord, I pray that this church always have revival. I pray it always be an old-fashioned church. I pray that every family that's here this morning, God, that you'd help us, help us all. God, help us not to be foolish. Help me not to be foolish this morning. God, I pray you'll bless, have your way in this invitation as he sings this morning. If you need to come, you do business with God.